Hey, sports fans. Happy Friday. Damon D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. Every Friday, we help you get into your weekend. We give you uh, picks, tips, and uh, awesomeness to uh, get your betting out the door because, uh, you know, it's Friday right now and uh, you're not doing any actual work. You're going to listen to this and you're going to uh, start placing your bets. This week, uh, we got a fantastic guest. His name is Brett McMurphy. Uh, he goes by the uh, moniker of America's own football insider. He's from the Stadium Network. He's uh, waiting on the line and we're going to talk some college football this week. Uh, college football futures. It's, it's what it's all about. There's so much stuff going on because um, they're heading into uh, college football playoff time, bowl season. Frickin' fun. Um, awesome. Thanks for joining us. Of course, uh, this show is brought to you by the good people of betonline.ag. Head there, use promo code REVIEW, and you can get a little bit of extra money in your account for betting on the awesome stuff we're about to talk about. So, well, without further ado, guys, let's get this party started. This is Under Review. Right, joining me from uh, from well wherever he may be on the planet right now, uh, probably a very busy day of the week for this guy. It is uh, Brett McMurphy, you guys from the Stadium um, Network. What's going on, Brett? How are you? Hey, good to talk to you. Just uh, college football playoffs getting a little bit closer, and uh, excited to see how this thing breaks down. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what you got going on um, over at Stadium and where they can find you? Um, because they're obviously going to want to follow everything you do after they hear what you've got to say today. Yeah, well, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brett underscore McMurphy. And then you can find my written content at watchstadium.com. And also can find me uh, on the air at uh, watchstadium.com also. So if you like uh, college football, uh, check me out. Uh, I'll try to keep you informed and updated. A lot of news this time of year concerning college football playoff, bowl uh, projections, bowl bids, and obviously the coaching carousel. Yeah, I mean, this is stuff starts happening right now. Like, I mean, you're just seeing, you know, uh, the position coaches start getting, you know, their their jobs get get uh, get up in the air. There's guys that are leaving, you know, almost on the daily. <laughs> there's good guys that just they happen to disappear here and there um and then and then yeah we're ramping up towards um a fantastic bowl season um uh, i even see that uh uh you just uh yesterday you just tweeted about arizona coach um um the fire of uh, the the defensive line coach uh for arizona is this uh is this like you know a hot and heavy time for you to be uh there's a lot of this stuff coming through do you have to have the itchy twitter fingers ready to go for some big announcements leading into bowl season? Yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, it's really, you know, after the last regular season game, the week before the conference championships, that's where you see the most coaching turnover. Obviously, the, the head coaches, um, there's a, some vacancies out there. I expect some more vacancies to pop open. Um, but, you know, probably in another uh, week to 10 days, that's when it really gets crazy. And I think you'll see a lot of, a lot of movement and a lot of uh, – a lot of jobs opening up, and perhaps some that are open get filled. Yeah, and so uh, so in that case, I, I, definitely you need to follow Brett because he's, he's you know he's got his fingers on the pulse of that, um, especially um, teams in your conference or your team itself because uh, he'll probably be the first to hear. Hey, uh, I want to get into uh, ball season, man. It's or sorry, college football playoff season is. Uh, 
It's here. And, uh, and you, you know, it's, uh, we, we all knew, we, everybody wanted a playoff. They called for a playoff. The success of the playoff is, I don't know if it's been debated, but it's, people are, are mostly fans of it. Um, but what is a reciprocal benefit of it um, is who's making the playoff becomes, it's not just about those rankings any longer, you know? It, it used to just go down to a bait, debate of one or two, um, one plus two, and who's going to be in the national championship game. But now it's, it's you know, one through eight, and and fringe teams and bubble teams and teams that are like you know you know that debate about strength of schedule and uh, and how you've won um, or not won games it's it's expanded that to like a big thing you did a tweet the other day um, with some odds from the guys at betonline.ag which um, which details you know basically the top eight teams that have a potential to do it and by the way it can change drastically tomorrow um, I wanted to go over those uh, obviously. Um, We'll, we'll talk those top four that seem to be pretty locked in. Sorry, top three that seem to be pretty locked in. But my interest is really on kind of that fourth sort of ranking spot where there's a lot of teams that could potentially make their way there. Um, talk a bit about uh, Oregon and Oklahoma because they seem to be on the outside um, in terms of betting. But the, the chances of them making it is the same at about plus 400. So they're four to one to make um, the college football playoff in that final designation there. Um, let's talk a bit about Oregon and Oklahoma, their chances, the why or why nots, and, uh, and why they're so tight um, at the bottom of this list. Well, I would, I would put Oklahoma behind Oregon. I don't think Oklahoma can get in, to be honest. Uh, right now, they're ranked number nine by the selection committee. They were ranked number 10 last week. They went on the road. They won at number 13, Baylor, and they mo- only moved up one spot. Now, Saturday, Oklahoma plays a few team that will be lucky to finish at 6-6. Six and six. After that, they go at Oklahoma State, number, currently number 21. But if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State, then Oklahoma State probably drops out of the top 25, so that hurts Oklahoma's strength of schedule. So they really don't get any benefit out of those two wins. And then in the Big 12 title game, it would be a rematch with Baylor. Well, if the committee only bumped them one spot for winning at Baylor, if they beat Baylor again at a neutral site, I simply don't see enough um, impressive wins left for Oklahoma to climb all the way from nine all the way up to four. Now, I know some teams in front of them will lose and drop down, but but you're right as far as the top three. I think those guys are locked in, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, whatever order they end yeah, up exactly. in. But those will be your top three. Um, as long as those guys survive undefeated, then we're basically vying for one spot. I don't see any way Oklahoma goes from nine to four. I would take will miss, minus 500. We'll miss the playoffs on Oklahoma because I don't see any way that the Sooners can get there. And that's if they went out. They could lose at Oklahoma State. Who knows? Maybe Baylor beats them in the rematch. So I would, I would jump all over Oklahoma missing the playoffs. Uh, as far as Oregon, I kind of group Oregon and Utah together. Uh, Utah's right above Oregon as far as the odds. They're okay. plus 300 to make the 14 playoff. Um, obviously, they're the Pac-12. You know, whoever wins the Pac-12 championship, it's going to come down to most likely that team and an 11-1 and Alabama team that didn't win their conference championship. So I guess there's two ways to go about it. I don't know if if you have a strong feeling on this, but I know some people, if you think Utah is going to win the Pac-12 championship and get into the playoff, right now they've got three games left. They've got 
at Arizona on Saturday, Colorado at home, and then the Pac-12 title game against Oregon. So right now you're getting plus 300 if you just take Utah to make to make the uh, playoffs. Well, to make the playoffs, they've got to win all the, those three games. So is it better just to bet each game individually on the money line and let that money roll over? Would you get more out of your investment than plus 300? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I haven't broken down the math, but that's one way to go about it. The same with Oregon at plus four hundred. They've got three games left. They have to win their final three games to get into the playoffs. So if you if Oregon um, is worth more winning their their final three games in the money line at Arizona State, home against Oregon State, and then against Utah, uh, I would go that route. Personally, I think the winner of the Pac-12 championship will get the fourth spot. I think Alabama, even if they beat Auburn without Tua Tungavailoa, I think the committee will value the conference championship for the Pac-12. I think the Pac-12 champ, if they win out, will jump Alabama for that fourth spot, as long as LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State all win out. Well, I mean, that's a... Yeah, that, and that's an interesting thing too because the, any of those two teams or, or even three teams, they need to leapfrog. Um, you know, Utah or Oregon have to leapfrog Alabama and Georgia to get into that in, into that spot uh, potentially. I mean, just in terms of how the odds go, um, and and Oregon in that in that sense, I mean, um, like what, what what essentially goes against them, right? I mean, it's it's I guess it's just the the opening game of the season on neutral ground, if, if I'm not correct. If I'm not wrong, right? A close game. That's that's basically it. If they can come in, win the Pac-12, and uh, and, and and take out a Utah team, um, I think they've definitely got enough to be in the conversation. But um, speak a bit about Georgia's situation here a little more, though, and and how how do they keep that fourth spot, though? Like, is it is it easier for them well, to do that than Oregon to, to leapfrog three teams to get in there? Well, the problem with Georgia is if. You know, they still have um, who they have left. Texas A&M Saturday, they're already, Georgia's already clinched the spot in the SEC title game. Yeah. So they've got to beat Texas A&M, then they go at Georgia Tech. Obviously, they have to win those two games. The problem is they will play LSU <laughs> for the SEC championship. <laughs> right. So you almost so chalk think, it off as I a think, loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I think an LSU win over Georgia would shuffle Georgia down a couple spots. Uh, I would be shocked if the selection committee, well, I know they won't do it. If they put a, an 11 and two, excuse me, 10 and two, um, no, 11 and two, I'm sorry. 11 and two, Georgia over a 12 and one pack full chance. There's no way that's going to happen. So Georgia currently right now is number four. So if they lose to LSU, they're out. Um, they, they shuffle down. Uh, then you then you have Alabama at five, you have Oregon at six, and Utah at seven. So the question then is Alabama versus the Pac-12 champ. Uh, Georgia would have two losses. Alabama would have one loss. Uh, they neither one won a conference championship. I think they may value based on resume and the schedule. They would value Georgia more especially if it's a close game with LSU because LSU went into Bama, beat them by a touchdown. You know, Alabama scores late to make that closer than, than the game really was. So if Georgia loses a neutral site game in Atlanta to LSU, I'm not sure if the committee would drop Georgia below Alabama 
or put Alabama above Georgia. But quite frankly, I don't think it matters because, again, I still believe that they, the Pac-12 champion will leap Alabama, a one-loss Alabama team, and certainly would leap a two-loss Georgia team. The other thing the committee looks at when they do these, these um, selections, I've been a part of the mock, mock selection process, is they, they value a lot records against top 25 opponents. What, where it gets tricky is these are not top 25 opponents the time the game was played. It's actually the top 25 rankings in the final poll. Right. So based on that, when we get to that after the conference championships, if Utah wins the conference championship, they will be one and one against top 25 teams. If Oregon wins the conference championship, they will be two and one against top 25 teams. And Alabama will be one and one against conference championship teams. So on that merit, they're pretty close. What is the biggest difference, obviously, would be a conference championship for right. Oregon or Utah. So that in essence, they would either have one more top 25 win if it's Oregon or the same number of top 25 wins if it's Utah. But whichever team wins that conference will yeah. have the, the added bonus of the conference championship. Now, that's, it's not a guarantee that you get in by winning the conference, but the selection committee members are supposed to give more weight to conference champions. Now, they can tell you to do that. They can tell me to do that. But ultimately, when you get there and vote, you decide what you value the most. But based on the guidelines of the committee, they're supposed to value conference championships. And I think that's enough to give the edge to Utah or Oregon. And by the way, I like Utah to win the Pac-12. Um, and also, I think it's human nature. I don't think there's 13 committee members. I don't think any of these committee members really want to see two teams from one conference. So I think they would prefer to have four teams from four different conferences unless there's one team that's unequivocally better than one of the champions. And I don't think anybody can say right now Alabama is unequivocally better than the Pac-12 champion based on no Tua Tungavailoa and a resume where they simply have not played anybody this year. I mean, and that's that's a bit of the shocker too. I mean, had you would you have thought at the beginning of the season um, that we would have been talking about how Alabama is is most likely not going to even make the playoffs this year? Absolutely not. I mean, remember, <laughs> they are the only team. This is the sixth year of the playoff. They are the only team that's made the playoffs in each of the five previous seasons. So this would be historic if Alabama and Nick Saban does not make the playoff in year six. Uh, cue the fire, fire Saban website. Yeah. That's a joke, <laughs> but there's probably, there's probably some Alabama lunatic out there that says he's got to go. But no, uh, yeah, it's surprising. It's just, you know, it's that's why I think people underestimate how how good of a coach Nick Saban is. I mean, it's obvious he's good, but I think I think after he finally steps down and we have a chance to look back at what he accomplished at Alabama, I think only then will people appreciate what he's been able to do with all the parity in college football. There's been one constant, and that's been Alabama in the playoffs. Um, before the season, when I did my preseason uh, top 25 for Stadium Network, it, I had LSU in my top, I want to say top six, Right. And I referenced that I thought LSU was one of the most talented teams in the country, but I, I couldn't rank them any higher because their schedule was so tough. Well, LSU proved me and everybody else wrong because <laughs> right. they do have the talent and they've been able to knock off a number of top 25 teams, Florida, 
Auburn at Alabama, ending a 31-game home winning streak by the Crimson Tide. And then, obviously, they will have to beat Georgia in the SEC title game to secure that uh, that college football playoff berth. One one kind of doomsday or, or <laughs> chaos scenario, if you like those sort of things, is what happens if LSU loses a close game to Georgia? What does the committee do then? Oh, yeah, that's, do they, I love do it. Do they leave LSU in the top four? You can't you can't drop Georgia from four to five if Georgia beats Wins. LSU. If they win, yeah. So does that mean two SEC teams get in? That's that's kind of a, a nightmare if you're scenario. Not a fan of the SEC, <laughs> yeah, you want you definitely want LSU to beat Georgia. And that's the thing too. It it puts a bit of a log jam for that fourth place because then you know regardless of what happens between Utah and Oregon, are, is is LSU out? Probably not out of the top four. They, they, they get reduced, maybe, but like that is a monster debate to say, okay, everybody everybody jumps up, you swap positions with LSU and Georgia, and now what happens with Utah and Oregon? Because all of you know, all the speculation is like it, it only works if LSU wins out, um, and it, may, or sorry, it makes it just easier if LSU wins out to decide what to do with these. But that becomes a crazy situation where, where maybe you're right, maybe it's just a conference thing that you, it may be, you know, technically a better team, but you only get one conference team to get into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if I think it's okay, Ohio state wins out and Clemson, I mean, Clemson will win out. We know that Yeah. Ohio state, they still have to play Penn state Saturday at Michigan. Michigan's playing its best ball this season, but still the Buckeyes prohibitive favorites to go undefeated. Ohio State and Clemson go undefeated. LSU loses a close, close game to Georgia. I think Ohio State would be one. Clemson would be two. And then probably Georgia three, LSU four. I, I don't think yeah. LSU would drop out because at that point, so. LSU would, would be three and one against top 25 opponents with one loss to number four, Georgia. And Georgia would be the SEC champion. And they would be, uh, let's see, they would be 4-0 against top 25 teams yeah. with their, their only loss, obviously, to unranked South Carolina. So, yeah, that's how the SEC gets two teams in, is if LSU loses a close one to Georgia. Now, let's say Georgia just buries LSU by three or four touchdowns. Okay, that's all right. Then it could get tricky. Yeah, does LSU drop all the way to five, and do they bump the Pac-12 champ above um, – above LSU and LSU loss does one thing for certain. And that is it officially eliminates Alabama because they cannot put Alabama over LSU when LSU won the head to head in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. It's wild. I absolutely love these, uh, these scenarios. That's going to be the toughest thing possible though. Um, imagining like an Oregon or a Utah winning out, getting the pack, the, the championship under their belt and still not making it because there are there that SEC is just a, a, a perennial because power. LSU lost. Yeah, because right. LSU yeah. loses, it I can't happen. get in because they lost the game. It's 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 actually crazy to think about, but I hope it does something. Right now, my money. Oh man, uh, you said Utah. I, I'd love to see uh, uh, put my plus my money on a plus four hundred Oregon making it, and then taking uh, a Georgia at minus two twenty to not make it. I think that would be it. And I like your idea of uh, of going game for game with your pick. You know, hedging your bet and saying if I think Oregon's going to go three. Um, three in a row and take the championship, um, bet the plus 400 and then bet every game on the money line just to get through there and see what you can, uh, you know, have in your, in your pocket left for the, uh, 
for the, the college playoff to bet on. Brett, um, phenomenal uh, insight, man. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, I like I like your Georgia pick, and I don't know that – I mean, you, you may be better at these numbers than I am, but, um, <laughs> you know, basically the Georgia at minus 220, basically that boils down to Georgia versus LSU. Yeah. Can Georgia right. beat LSU? And, you know, is minus 220, is that – would you be ta- you're basically taking LSU at minus two twenty? Will they be more than that or less than that? I don't know. If somebody smarter than me can figure that out, but I do like that uh, the Georgia minus money because yeah, you're basically it's basically based on that LSU game. Yeah, you're basically betting on LSU at minus two twenty um, in the championship game. Um, yeah, awesome stuff, man. Exactly. Love to have you come back on um, as we get closer to the playoff to kind of work this out um, because it'll be great to see you know how our diabolical scheming actually comes out in real life um, if you're into it. Sounds great. Let's do it again. Awesome. Um, folks, that is Brett McMurphy. You can find him on the Twitter machine. That's the best way to get hold of him. Um, um, at Brett underscore McMurphy at Twitter. Um, he's also available at watchstadium.com. Um, a lot of video content of his analysis that's up there. Um, follow him on Twitter or find him here on the Under Review Show because uh, um, we like this guy and uh, he's coming back on. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Brett McMurphy, for hanging out. This was, of course, brought to you by the good people of betonline.com. AG. Head there now. Use the promo code REVIEW and you'll get yourself a, a little extra bit of money in your account. You could use me and mine and Brett's um, super playoff uh, scenario pick extravaganza selections um, maybe and, and go, go through it. I'm placing the bets right now um, for us to see what happens um, in the uh, see what happens in the college football playoffs. Um, but betonline.ag, that's where we get our odds and they are happy enough to always share with us some of the cool inside information. Um, the Under Review Show, of course, brought to you um, or available on uh, podcast podcasts on iTunes, uh, Spotify podcasts, uh, Podcast One, CLNS Media Network, you name it, we got it. Uh, you, we, we're just following you. You can find us everywhere. We'll never leave you alone. I'm D. Thanks for tuning in. Until next Tuesday's Aftermath show, adios, muchachos. Uh-huh.